Hello and welcome to History with Jackson. Today we are following on from the death of William I, William the Conqueror, and we are looking at his successor in England, William II or William Rufus. Now, as always, we will look at who they were, their early life, what happened in their reign, their death, and then we'll analyse all of that and look if they were a good king or not. So I hope you're looking forward to learning about William II and I'm looking forward to teaching you guys about it. So without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. William II was born in around 1056 to his father, William I, and his mother, Matilda of Flanders. He was the third out of four boys. So these four boys were Robert, who would later be Robert the uh, second, Duke of Normandy. Richard, who would die in 1070 in a hunting accident. Then there was William himself, and then Henry, who would later go on to be King Henry I of England. William was known as William Rufus due to either his reddish complexion or his red hair. It is also thought that William had two different coloured eyes and that he was possibly gay or bisexual and that is that is taken from contemporary sources. So what was William's early life like? Now it is thought that William spent a large amount of time supporting his father but he did grow up with a good education. Lan Frank, who would later go on to be William's Archbishop of Canterbury, was his tutor and gave him a good education. He also became a fearsome knight and was knighted in his youth. William also had a good relationship with his father, perhaps owing to the fact that Robert, his elder brother, was his mother's favourite. But these created tensions and William and Robert were never the closest of brothers. And their younger brother, Henry, tended to side with William in disputes. After William I's death at Rouen, William gave William II the Kingdom of England and he gave the dukedom, the Duchy of Normandy, to his eldest son, Robert. And this set the tone for further tensions and clashes between the two brothers. So what was William's reign like? After the death of William the Conqueror at Rouen, William was crowned King of England at Westminster Abbey in 1087. The splitting of the Conqueror's territories, his kingdom, created tensions between the brothers and the nobility, and William immediately had to set about resolving these tensions. The immediate issue for William II was his uncle Odo. Odo believed that William the Conqueror's territories should have gone to the eldest son and rebelled in support of Robert in Normandy in an attempt to give Robert not only Normandy, which he did have, but also to put him on the throne of England. William II dispatched this rebellion by either reminding the nobles of the support that they had pledged to his father 
all by banishing and seizing the property of nobles who refused to pay homage. In response to Robert of Normandy's involvement in this rebellion in England, William marched and invaded Normandy. In 1089, he took large chunks of land away from his brother and, after reconciliation, was able to keep these lands and maintain a large amount of control over the Norman church. Whilst William maintained control over the church in two separate areas, he did not enjoy a great relationship with the church. He levied some of the highest taxes that had ever been seen on the church. He also kept ecclesiastical positions open so that he could profit from the lands of that position. This was seen in 1089 when the Archbishop of Canterbury, Lanfranc, his previous tutor, died. William profited off the lands of the Archbishop of Canterbury. However, after a close brush or health scare, William decided to fill this position and it was given to Anselm. Despite filling the Archbishop of Canterbury position with Anselm, William continued to try and profit off the church, levying taxes and continuing to try and take the profits from ecclesiastical positions. William not only had problems with Normandy and the church throughout his reign, he also had problems with Scotland. He went into a series of battles with Malcolm III across the border of England and Scotland. Through these battles, Malcolm III pledged homage to William, but later died in another battle. And then Malcolm's son, Edgar, later acknowledged William's supremacy over Scotland. So William was successful in gaining homage from Scotland. He also had problems with Wales and William marched in and invaded Wales. But he never was able to fully gain control over the region. But he did build castles in Wales so that he could suppress rebellions in the areas that he was controlling. William was always very strong on quashing rebellions and he quashed Odo's, rebellions in the north and rebellions in Wales throughout his reign. He was always successful in stopping rebellions. William was also known to be a very strong protector of law and order and also a fair distributor of justice. How did William II die? Well, on the 2nd of August 1100, William and his royal hunting party went into the New Forest to hunt deer. Traditionally, the hunting party would drive the deer towards the king so he could shoot them with his bow and arrow. A deer was driven towards William who shot at the deer and missed. A member of his hunting party, Sir Walter Tyrrell, who was renowned for being a great archer, also shot at another deer. It's unclear what happened from this point onwards. Some believe that Sir Walter Tyrrell directly shot William, 
killing him where he stood. Others believe that Tyrrell missed the deer and the arrow ricocheted off a tree. And whilst William would have initially been saved from this arrow, he was trying to move from the sun and moved into the path of arrow and died immediately. The story is all very hazy and we don't quite know what happened to William. But some believe that William's brother played a part in assassinating Henry. But we will never know the true story. We'll never know if William II was assassinated or if it was just a hunting accident. What we do know is that William died on the spot as the arrow supposedly struck him in the chest. Some believe that his body was left in the spot that he died and others believed that the nobles in the royal hunting party took him to Winchester Cathedral for him to be buried. What is suspicious about his death is that his brother completely ignored the death and completely ignored William's body going to Winchester Cathedral and instead he rode immediately for London to secure the treasury and to have himself crowned. So was William II a good king. What we do know is that he was skilled at putting down rebellions and that he was a strong general. He was fair in distributing laws and justice and in this way he appears to be a model king. But when we look at William personally and contemporary sources this is where the issues begin to arise. William was apparently a sinful individual. Not only was William a sinful individual, he apparently did not take his role within the church as seriously as he should have, and definitely not as seriously for someone of his position. Sources also seem to imply that William was more concerned with enriching himself via the church than actually helping it. Contemporary sources also claim that he was cruel and he was a tyrant and that much of his kingdom hated him. So taking this into account, we can say that William was a bad king because his subjects hated him and despite him supposedly being a model for kingship, he was not a good king. Thank you very much for watching today's episode, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Now, as always, I'm going to recommend some books for you guys to go away and look at if you want to learn more on the topics that we have looked at today or learn more about the kings and queens of England. Now, firstly, uh, I won't tell you too much about this book because you guys already know, but it is Queens, Kings and Queens, The Indispensable History of England and Her Monarchs. I think this is an absolutely amazing book and it just it's just really, really helpful. And the next is The Bachelor Kings of England by Agnes and Elizabeth Strickland. Now, I don't have a personal copy of this book. I did find it online, but the link for the book will be in the description below. I thought this book was really, really helpful. It was really insightful. It is quite a bit older than some of my other books, but nonetheless, it's still a useful resource. So I definitely recommend going and look at that if you want to learn more about Bachelor Kings. Now, in the meantime, between here and the next episode, if you want to stay in touch with me please 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 go and look at the social media links in the description below on there you'll find my facebook my twitter uh, my instagram 
You'll also find uh, my Buy Me A Coffee profile if you would like to support History of Jackson and what we do here on our platform. If you want to go to the website and find all of my content, please head to www.historyofjackson.co.uk. On there, you can find book recommendations for all of the series and you can find some of my work. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week where we will be talking about King Henry I. So I look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday and I will talk to you later. Bye.